Knowledge must be earned, Tenno. I will share what I know, but you must prove yourself deserving. Welcome to a Cephalon Squared mini-episode. Injecting more Warframe into your week. Here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to mini-episode number 46. I'm Cephalon Greg, I'm joined by Cephalon Lucas. How are you doing on this fine afternoon? I'm doing alright, doing good. It's a bright, sunny, sunshiny day and it's freaking hot. Indeed, we are recording a little bit early, as we tend to do sometimes on Thursdays, uh, and we may as well go straight on into Weather Rambles. Weather Rambles. Weather Rambles. Weather Rambles. Weather Rambles. So, currently in the city of Ipswich, it is 32 degrees Celsius, with a 45% humidity. It's, uh, it's kind of ifish weather, really. Yeah, wackadoo, that's not too bad. I'd be okay with 32. It's not stinking hot, but it's not... Yeah, yeah, we had a storm overnight, so it's kind of cooled down a bit. The last couple of days have been basically 39, 42. It's been crazy. Anyway, for Fahrenheit users, 32 degrees Celsius is 90 degrees Fahrenheit. While down here in Melbourne, it's only 18 degrees Celsius, 65 degrees Fahrenheit, and 51% humidity. So, as is Melbourne... It was 40 degrees on Monday, and then Tuesday it was 20. <sighs> I don't get it either, but that's just the way Melbourne works. So here we are. <laughs> Alrighty, so this is, of course, a mini episode, which means we don't necessarily go into much of the news, and we just quickly go over one specific topic. But there is a little bit of mini news we're going to announce. Of course, as we mentioned on the weekend, there will be an announcement at the Game Awards very soon. Exactly what the announcement is, is all up in the air. Nobody really understands. Uh, the dev stream was really cryptic, but every other announcement since has made it seem like it's going to be a Warframe-related announcement. So get excited. Something's going to be announced. We'll find out soon. Yay. Yay. Who are we talking about today, Lucas? Titania. Indeed. So, Titania, if you want to say... Titania, you can. That's up to you. Anyway, she <laughs> she is a well-named frame. Her namesake was the Queen of the Fairies per William Shakespeare. And, of course, she takes to this theme pretty well, being a little fairy herself. Uh, she came with the Silver Grove update, of course, considering the Silver Grove update is all about her. Uh, and similarly to Oberon, her abilities have different kinds of functions. But she's really different. So, uh, where Oberon is all about strength and support, I guess, she's really about mobility and crowd control. So she's a little bit different. Uh, her paf- passive ability leaves these trampolines around, which her friends can use to get movement boosts. Uh, and she's got her own little mini Arcwing thing called Razorwing that allows her to fly around and do special things. She's a really, really, really different frame. Anything else you want to say about her before we move on? Um, not really, no. (laughs) There's not much else that can be said. You can acquire her blueprints, of course, from the Silver Grove questline. It's a pain in the ass. Just letting you know that up front. So if you're still early in the game and you've got a scanner and you see plants as you're running around thinking, why are those plants showing up? There must be a reason. Well, there is. You need to scan them. So just scan them while you can. Every time you see a plant, scan it. 
it'll help you out with the Silver Grove's quest line. And we do have a guide on the website for the Silver Grove quest. Well, for Silver Grove farming, to be honest. Yes, we do. All right. What's her passive, Lucas? Okay, Titania's passive is Dust Bloom. Much like Greg uh, mentioned before, it provides Titania with a 25 uh, bonus bullet jump and rolling distance. In addition, every time she performs a bullet jump, she will leave behind a dust trampoline that lasts for five seconds. Any ally that comes in contact with the Dust Bloom will receive Titania's parkour buffs via the upsurge buff. Yeah, so she can just give everyone the ability to jump further. Yay! Yes. Not a problem. All good things. Thank you, Titania. More jumps are good. Indeed. All right. Her first ability is called Spellbind. This is an area of effect spell that can be cast on enemies, which disarms them and lifts them up into the air. It's quite amusing because they do not lose their directional momentum, so if they're running forward at you and you lift them up in the air, they will continue to move forward, tumbling over and over in a kind of mid-air, mid-air ballet. And it's, it is funny to look at, because, especially when there's a group of them. <laughs> it does kind of look like they're dancing. I like to chuckle when I see it happen. Anyway, nearby ally- allies within the range of her enchanted dust ho-ho, will become immune to status effects for the duration of Spellbind. And keep in mind that it has a maximum duration of 16 seconds max rank without mods. So it's pretty useful and it will immunify, immunate your allies to status effects. Very, very useful. To be honest, I didn't know it did that. <clears throat> I know that now. Anyway, Spellbind is affected by ability range and duration mods, and there is no augment for this ability. Very nice, very nice. Now, just a little uh, tidbit for that particular status uh, immunity. If you cast it at the ground right at Titania's feet, there will be splashback, and it will also affect Titania herself. So you can immunize yourself from status effects. Eight. Next up, we have Tribute. So you've heard of Necros' Soul Punch. Now get ready for Tribute. Titania blasts an enemy's soul from their body, extracting a buff from the, them based on enemy type. These buffs can be activated by Titania when she walks through the shadow that's left behind by the target of Tribute. Tribute has a total of four possible auras that provide unique boosts to her allies and herself. Starting off with Dust Aura is extracted from ranged units and reduces the accuracy of surrounding enemies by 50%. Thorn's Aura is the second one up and it's extracted from melee units and both reduces and reflects 50% of damage dealt by an enemy back onto the attacker. Thirdly, we have Entangle Aura, and it's extracted from heavy units and will reduce the movement speed of nearby enemies by 25%. And finally, we have Full Moon Aura, and it's extracted from both flying or summoned type units and increases damage dealt by Companions and Titania's Razor Flies by a whopping 75%. This includes your squad's mates' Companions as well. These auras are fixed and not affected by ability mods equipped on Titania. Casting Tribute on another enemy of the same type will refresh the corresponding aura's timer. Enemies that survive Tribute cannot be targeted by this ability again and will have their damage output reduced by 25% for 12 seconds 
as their souls have already been stolen. While the auras are not affected by mods, the damage output, range of casting, and debuff duration is affected by strength, range, and duration mods respectively. And at this current point of time, there is no augment for the tribute ability. Yes. Now, realistically, that's the ability that most people have trouble with. Because of where you get the auras from and which auras what and blah, 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 blah. But it's really simple. They're not like enemy types. They're just ranged, melee, heavy, or flying. And that's it. Of course, remembering what aura you get from each of them is a bit of a pain in the ass. But really, probably the best one is going to be the dust aura from ranged units and... um, full moon aura from flying units so just keep that in mind or just freaking tribute everything you see tribute everything tribute its brains out all right lantern titania picks up an enemy and sets her razor flies to work turning her target into a floating lantern that distracts other enemies and explodes upon command This explosion deals a decent 2,500 heat damage and also causes damage over time at 350 heat damage per tick at max rank. The lantern itself will attract enemies up to 20 meters away and will hold their attention for a max of 25 seconds while Titania goes about her mischief. The targets are also tethered to reduce the burden of endless flight, which was a problem originally before she was reworked. They used to just float off. Now they're tethered to the ground. A maximum of four lanterns can be active at any given time. This ability can be spammed in much the same way as Saren's Malt ability to capitalize on the explosive damage when the ability is recast over crowds of enemies. So boom, boom, boom. Explosions. Anyway, moving right along, lantern is affected by ability strength, duration, and range mods. Anything else you want to say, Lucas? Uh, oh, actually, no. No, fungal. I want to say. <sighs> I remembered the first one had no augment, but this one does have an augment, and it's called Beguiling Lantern. So enemies that are attracted by the lanterns will take 100% more melee damage, which is pretty good if you're using a shitload of lanterns. And you yeah. play melee. I don't know. To be I honest, I was kind of disappointed one. with that augment decision. You tried it, did you? Wasn't good. I I I did. It's yeah. I mean, I haven't tried it since the enemies have now been um, given a bit of a tether. But bef- prior to the tether, it was a pretty. Um, I don't want to say useless. So I'll just say niche uh, augment. Fair enough. Lackluster. Very very much. And here we are, Titania's creme de la creme, Razor Wing. Razor Wing is a channeled ability in which Titania shrinks down to Rick Morian style and enters a kind of arc wing-like mode, swapping to her razor wing weapons, the Dexpixia and Diwata. Okay, I'm going to have to stop you there. <laughs> what? She shrinks, shrinks down what style? Rick Morinus style? Uh, you don't know who that is, do you? Nope. Just reading the notes. Uh, so, I should, may, I should have been clear. I forgot to mention this up front. This article was written by Andy Derpachief, and he has made a reference to Rick Moranis who was a movie star, comedy movie star of the 1980s and early 90s, who used to make the movies Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Ah. 
Right. So there yes. you go. Yes, that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, which probably was released before you were born. Uh, it was, but I did see it. <laughs> it was funny. I liked it. It was, all right. it was a right movie. Just didn't like the fact that they, the ant died. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. Anyways, in Ray's wing mode, Titania is faster and more evasive, making this a good panic button to avoid damage, as well as a fun way to traverse a level that was never meant to be flown around in. It also provides her with a plus 50% to evasion and a 10 meter vacuum. Along with Razor Wing, Titania's Razor Flies also go to work attacking enemies and generally causing a ruckus, drawing enemies away from the now tiny Titania. The Razor Flies will also swoop in to pick up any buffs from victims of Tribute, and for each buff active, Titania will gain an additional Razor Fly to an additive max of 4. Razor Flies deal 80 damage per hit at max rank, which can be modified with ability strength mods, but the number of flies cannot. Each Razor Fly has 240 health, 100 shields, and a monstrous 3,350 armor, all of which are affected by the use of mods. Unaffected. Unaffected by the use of mods. There. While in Razor Wing mode, Titania can move while casting her abilities, but cannot use other weapons to interact with the environment. Examples are hacking, grabbing the data mass, etc. Now we're going to have a little bit of a, a mini weapon 101. <laughs> Two, actually. So we first off have the Dexpixia. Dexpixia is a pair of dual machine pistols with a high rate of fire and high status chance of 25% at base. What this means is that you should pile on the dual status mods, boost your damage output, and add some multi-shot for good measure. And then second up, we have the Duwata. The Duwata is a heavy blade with decent attack speed and a 20% crit chance at base, making it an excellent candidate for critical-based build, uh, along with a complementary damage type such as corrosive or viral to get around shields and armor. Neither the Dex Pixia or the Duwata can be equipped with Acolyte or Amalgam mods, unfortunately, successfully ending any Duwata dreams of a blood rush uh, before they could even be realized. Both Dex Pixia and Duwata damage values are affected by Titania's ability strength, however, and boast a not-so-little 200% critical multiplier. Wackadoo. Okay, so really that is the ability that makes... Titania, super, super cool, because she's got her own exalted Arcwing, basically. Yeah. And because she has an exalted Arcwing, she also has exalted Arcwing weapons, So, and they're pretty damn powerful. In fact, when I started Warframe, Lucas used to use Titania quite a lot. Oh, yes. And I had, as many new players do... I had a lot of trouble taking down Lephantis. Whereas Lucas would fly in with his Titania, kill it virtually instantly, and fly away giggling. <laughs> in addition, he would also use his Titania to take out the annoying chicken man himself, Vayhek. Ah, uh, good old bu- bullet sponge. <laughs> yes. So, her weapons are really, really powerful, and of course, as you know, because they're exalted weapons, you mod them each individually, they don't take on the mods of the weapons you're carrying like they used to, which was a fantastic change. Uh, So, yeah. Good ability is good. 
Although, I mean, back before those changes, um, if you're running the Tigris Prime with oh, the Dex Pixia, <laughs> you would shred everything. Everything would just melt at, a, at, at, a, at the slightest look of her Dex Pixia. It yeah, was glorious. That's the thing. I suppose the, that there was too much of a discrepancy between the Mark I Bratton and the uh, <laughs> Tigris Prime if you yeah. forgot to change up your weapons. So it's good that they moved it out, but it did sort of decrease her output significantly. <sighs> the oh. problem I've found with Titania, and especially with her razor wing mode, is energy efficiency. I, I mean, I don't have a great build with her, so you know I'll say that up front because I've never really played around with her a lot. Hang on, are we moving into tips already? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. wait, you've got a razor. <laughs> Titania's razor wing ability also has an augment. It's razor wing blitz with a flight speed and fire rate increase by 25% for eight seconds when using abilities. Stacks up to four times. Continue. Very good. See, I, <laughs> I even forgot for you. <laughs> That's how good I am at forgetting. Um, yeah, so like I was saying, my problem with her is energy efficiency. Whenever I'm flying around in razor wing mode, I find it ends rather abruptly. Whereas I see you playing, Lucas, and you're pretty much flying around indefinitely. Yeah. How do you achieve yeah. this? Uh, so I kind of focused mostly on a duration and efficiency build, getting max efficiency. So it was uh, 175% efficiency and then just beefing up as much, um, uh, as much uh, duration as possible, and I'm pretty sure I got I got it down to be 0.65 energy per second on her drain, which is the lowest it can possibly reach, um, and then just kind of beef up her energy pool itself with Prime Flow. Fair enough. That uh, that makes sense, I suppose. I mean, and I, I can't remember. I'm not looking at my uh, my build for her, so I can't remember what I put everything into. I probably, as usual, put everything into strength, like I tend to do. And really, because you can buff her weapons, it's probably not too much of a need to put much ability strength into her. Is there? Not really. I'd say kind of. Okay, so Lantern takes a bit of ability strength, and so does um, the damage that Razor Flyers do when you're in Razor oh, Wing mode. So I'd say maybe put two mods towards ability strength, um, mostly looking at uh, Power Drift and Intensify. Um, if you can find a way to you know shrink it down to one... Um, one ability strength mod instead and go with something maybe a little bit heavier, uh, like transient fortitude, maybe. What does transient fortitude drop? That drops. Suck up your duration. Drops duration, yeah. But, you know, once your duration reaches a certain point, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so maybe transient fortitude to, to swap out just to, to make it that little bit stronger so you don't have to rely on. Um, too many mods taking up too much space. Mm -hmm. Another thing I'd probably say is now, now you can actually use uh, Aviator with Titania. Uh, what that mod does is while you're airborne, you take 40% less damage. So 
when you're in Razor Wing mode, you're taking 40% less damage, you're 50% uh, more evasive and less, less likely to be hit, and then you throw in your tribute abilities as well, and you can basically increase your re- damage resistance by a further 50% and reduce the accuracy by your enemies by a further 50%. So basically, you make yourself virtually untouchable. That's interesting. And we did mention this the recent change that um, while you're in razor, razor wing mode, your razor flies will go off and get your tributes for you, did we? Exactly, yes. Yes, yes. good. Yeah. So that that's another awesome little bonus. And, you know, they, they do pack a bit of a punch. If you've, if you've got just that little bit of ability strength, that's all you need. If you're spamming tribute, getting as much of those uh, buffs up as possible, getting all four of those buffs, I think at base... Titania spawns six razor flies, and you can spawn in an additional four based on your, your tributes. So you get ten razor flies, and they have a swarm mentality, and they will they will uh, zoom in on a single target and rip it to shreds. Nice, I like it. You know what I'm picturing while you talk, Lucas? What's that? A little cartoon bluebird sitting on your shoulder, tweeting away. <laughs> well, now you're probably imagining a jumbo plane flying overhead. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alrighty, so that is Titania. Anything else you wanted to say on her in regards to her? Um, gorgeous cosmetics and gorgeous base skin. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I will agree with that. Her base skin is pretty good. She's very original. She just, oh, yeah. She, she looks like an insect. Yep. And she's got some, some good cosmetics. And the latest new deluxe skin that just came out for her, for her is is fantastic of what I've seen of it. I haven't bought it yet. I want to, but yeah. Looks great. Yeah. Agreed. Looking forward to a Prime when, whenever we may eventually see that. Possibly the next Prime after Ivara. Possibly. Quite possibly. Interesting. <laughs> Alrighty. Cool, cool. So that is Titania brings us... Almost up to date. We've only got a couple more frames to do, and we've, we'll have completed everything that's already out now. That blows my mind. Whew. Next week, we will be talking about Vorben. So we've Vorben. up on everything else, and now we're up to the other frame that got a recent rework, and that is Vorben. So I'm looking forward to talking about him, because this week I get to play him a bit more just to test him out and see what he's like. Mm. So that'll be cool. Anyway, that brings us up to date for mini episode 46. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get into contact with us for any reason whatsoever, head on over to cephalonsquared.com. You can find access to our website, or our website, that is our website. You can find access to our Facebook page or Discord. Uh, You can fill out a form there to send us an email, or you can choose to send an email at cephalonsquared at gmail.com. Reach out. Say hello. Only Lucas Bites. How about we say g'day and thank you to our patrons, Lucas. Let's do that. Thank you and hello, Rathok. Thank you and hello, Jellybean1799. Thank you and hello, Lord Frieson. Hello and thank you, Tsula. G'day and thank you, Logan Neal. Howdy do. And thank you, <laughs> Danathan. <laughs> hello and thank you, Knight Rider 8503 G'day, Red Wizard. Thanks. And thank you, and hello to the glorious Solarian. <laughs> Indeed. We are weird sometimes. Sometimes? Sometimes? <laughs> okay, you're weird all the time. Just me sometimes. 
<laughs> Thank you to these people for supporting us and keeping our heads above the water. Uh, I strongly doubt we'd still be going without you. So thank you for keeping Cephalon Squared running. If you'd like to support us as well, head on over to cephalonsquared.com forward slash support and see the ways in which you can do so. Of course, if you don't wish to or you don't have the capability to support us financially, you can do so just by clicking like and sharing, spreading the word and simply by listening. We cannot thank you enough in regards to the fact that you just listened to our show and you're all part of our community. So thank you so much. Anyway, my name is Greg Newbegin. I am Mad Capsules all over the place. Who are you, Lucas? I am Lucas Silvestri, and I am Silverlight all over the place. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community is awesome. You want to be awesome, join our community, and you will also be awesome. So, be awesome. <laughs> Indeed. it's It just happens. If you join our community, you will automatically be awesome, even if you weren't awesome prior. It's yep. true. It's automatic awesome license. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you to Jan at Disco underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. And thank you once again to you for listening. We are Cephalon Squared. We'll be back in a few more days with knowledge of what Dee's going to announce. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.